Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon. Brandon Warren Pickups. Hey, everybody. It's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast, where we talk about guitar knobs. Not uh, not just the guitar knobs, where we where where we talk about guitars on this podcast. So anyway, yeah, already we talk about more than guitars, though, don't well, we? Oh yeah, all kinds of stuff. Like what, Tony? Oh, I I mean, I thought we literally focused in on that whole boutique musical industry, things like uh, pedals and amps. Big breath for that one. I did. <laughs> I was I was I was going to unload a, a big slew of words, but I stopped. But yeah, <laughs> pedals, accessories, guitars, amps, all the good stuff. Indeed, indeed. And 101s too, don't forget those. Oh yeah, the 101s where we all learn a thing or two about <laughs> stuff that we should have known anyhow. <laughs> yep. That's right. We've got a couple coming up, which I am very excited about. And I'm going to touch on that in our... Ooh. Actually, I'll just give you... So one of them is you know on our last episode i kind of threw out there i'm like jared i think it's time to do another pickups 101 and handle a bunch of listener questions and stuff so that is officially on the books now everybody oh excellent yes (laughs) yes and uh with that let's introduce our 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 guest tonight who are you guest tonight i assume that you're speaking to me um (laughs) indeed Uh, I am Stephen McSwain of McSwain Guitars in Portland, Oregon. All right. Now, if anybody has not seen these, I highly suggest you mobilize yourself (laughs) and get over. And where can people go check these things out real quick? www.mcswainguitars.com, which is M-C-S-W-A-I-N and guitars. Uh, That's the website. I also have a a nice little uh, Instagram page. uh, site, uh, which is McSwain Guitars as well, as well as Facebook and, you know, kind of occasionally just carbon copy to the Twitter. Are you only through dealer? Do you sell drag? How, how does this work out? No, it's a, it's a mix. And fortunately, um, over the, over the years, uh, dealers have gotten, um, you know, more accustomed to having small boutique builders like myself, uh, do both. Uh, right. you know, so we, we have a, a few select dealers, um, around the world um, and sell direct, but uh, it's probably a, about a, I'd say 70% direct, 30% dealer Cool, right now. Okay. Yeah. Good. Nice. Nice. Uh, we're going to dive deep into the world of McSwain guitars in just a little bit. We've got a couple of announcements and some fun stuff uh, along the way before that. Uh, first of all, we needed to take care of said announcements, starting with... Road! Oh, wow. Okay, that was a new one. Road <laughs> Mics. Thank you so much, Road Mics, for providing our awesome audio gear, the Roadcaster Pro, this fantastic console doing all the dirty work and well actually the pod the the procaster mics are probably doing more of the dirty work if i'm being honest so thank you road mics for supplying that and listen everybody aside from the actual podcast mics and stuff they make some pretty crucial gear for all of us who are uh recording at home either uh, into audio or via video if we're doing our demos or recording band rehearsals or whatever They've got great things to capture your sound. So uh, check them out. And they're really fantastic products made by awesome people. Case in point, listen how good Todd sounds. 
Yes, because I sound like an like a absolute ogre in real life. So come on, that's <laughs> not. This is too big. Quit doing that. <laughs> okay, thanks, Jared. Uh, now it's time for Jared's ad libs. Boop. Um, and uh, <laughs> do we have any mail that Jared can sing his mail call song? I don't have a mail, so he can sing the mail call right now. But you know what I do have? I've got. This is a really fantastic announcement. I think uh, we are booked up for a little while here, and so I just wanted to share out loud some <clears throat> of the amazing guests that we're going to be having, and I'm leaving some off too, just so you know. All right, tricky. Okay. Hello, Sailor. Hello. Mm-hmm. R2R Electric. Mm-hmm. We've got Templo Devices. Cool. We've got DePinto guitars. Wow. We've got yes. Magini guitars. We've got, um, uh, let's see, we've got, it's coming up, it's coming up, hang on. Uh, True North pedals. Hmm. Okay. We've got Line 6. Going to oh. talk about the old HX Stomp 101. Hey, oh, right from the horses' mouths. Plus a little bit of uh, Schroeder on the side there. Hey, Mr. Mr. HX himself? Mr. HX himself. Actually, Mr. Uh, HX themselves. We got a couple uh, of a couple of reps from them. We got the, the product designer and basically the uh, the sound <coughs> the guy who designed all the models and everything. Nice. Um, yeah, and then um, we've got we've also got uh, let's see Wait, here. Huh? How are they going to put up with goofballs like Tony and I? I don't know, but it's going to happen. We got very good amp co coming up, and so that's just some of the things coming. That's taken us all the way into. Well, it will definitely into April. So I, I'm really excited wow. for our calendar coming up. And I want to thank everyone for, you know, saying, hey, you should check these guys out and you should check these guys out. And I w also want to say, we, I really do either pass these on to Jared and Tony, say, hey, do we know anybody about, do we know anything about this, this brand or maker or whatever? And we try to get on as many as we can, assuming that they even want to. Some people just don't want to. And that's cool. We got to abide by that. The dude's got to abide. Hey, you know who we should have on? Mm. Stephen McSwain from McSwain Guitars. That is brilliant. <laughs> I'm going to send him a letter and see if we can get it. I'm looking at the Mad Max Terminator machine custom right now. That thing's sick. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed, some fantastic things. So anyways, really, really excited. And just one final note about that um, Line 6 setup there. Uh, you know, I'll probably mention this again at the actual episode, but we our show focuses predominantly on, you know, the quote, smaller builder, unquote, and boutique builders. That said, because we, most of our audience is so into that, something like the HX Stomp is sort of like the, you know, the the thing that we're looking at going hey, wait a minute i think i like it but that's but how does that but what about my stuff and that's what we're going to address mm. and we had such great response back from the few mentions uh, when jeff mentioned it when drew fabi oh, yeah. mentioned it when um uh, eric marrow <laughs> mentioned it and uh i was really surprised by the response we got back that you 
pretty much everybody wants to hear more about this because I think they see the the upside of having that integrated into our beloved boutique gear. So yeah, I want to hear more. I do. It's going to happen. All right, everybody, let's find out what's going on in our music world this week. We're going to kick it off with Tony Baloney, and then we're going to check out what our friend Stephen McSwain is doing. So this week, um, I am on a never-ending quest to find Bigsby B5s uh, instead of the Bigsby, the import B50s. The B5s are the American-made ones. Right. <clears throat> and apparently, I just found out that Fender bought Bigsby, and now there is a shortage of Bigsby B5s. Ooh. You know, it's 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 just it's frustrating because, I mean, I could go, I'm, I know I can find them and and buy them at full boat, but you know, I I, I try to buy them through my normal parts places and uh they have been out of stock for at least three or four months um one place just got two in and they went out before i could even say hey fill my back order so <clears throat> i'm just gonna keep going i i prefer the b50s over or well, so what's I'm the difference so the B5s are made in the United States. So it's the think of it this is the the like the horseshoe shaped Bigsby that you would put on a solid body guitar. Um and the B5s were the original model and they're still made in the United States. Uh they licensed uh a company to make uh import models called the B50 which you know, it looks and operates kind of the same, but I've used them both. And at the end of the day, I still feel that the, the B5 works better, um, stays in tune better. And I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it seems to, they, they seem to age better than, uh, than the import ones. Ah, that's just my experience. Dig it, man. Steven, do you have any thoughts on that? It's funny you mentioned that because I am, and I didn't realize this. Uh, I'm, I, I'm unfortunately hearing about it through you guys, but I have a couple of my vintage models that I put the Bigsby B5 on, and oh. I was getting ready to order some, but I guess I'm not. <laughs> no, you better hold off a little bit. <laughs> because, and you're, you're right. If it, my whole philosophy is if I can buy it and it's made where it's made in the USA, I will do that, even if it's you know, twice the price or whatever, just because I kind of pride myself on making as much of my guitar, uh, from USA made stuff as I can. Yeah. So, yeah, and I, I agree. And it's like I said, it's just my experience. I've, I've always had better luck with the B fives over the B fifties. And there's honestly a, you know, when you're looking at dealer pricing, it's, I don't know, maybe 30 bucks more to get the USA model. Right. So, you know, it's to me, that's that, that, that's money well spent. Right. Exactly. I'm with you. All I right. would think the uh, the spring, the quality of the spring for that unit would have a lot to do with the rigidity and staying in tune. I think that's part of it. And the molds, I mean, uh, you know, my understanding is they're still you know, a bit using the, the same molds, at least the well, USA yeah. ones. There, there's a, the, the only fitness. difference I can see is the the ones from overseas just have Bigsby licensed. Yeah, that's all. That's the only difference I see, and it, and I haven't been able to use a real B five. I said real, but a B five, you know, and then a B fifty, like right after another. 
Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it'd have to be on the same type of guitar, pretty oh, darn totally. close. So, you know, same tuners, same everything, but, mm. um, eh, I don't know. Indeed. I, I would want to, I would want a made in USA on a USA made guitar. I'm sorry. I'm, right. I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, I, I, yeah. That's my thought. Yeah. So that's my, that's my conundrum. That is quite a conundrum. It really is. And now it's my conundrum as well, so I share your conundrum. <laughs> well, if I happen to get an extra one, I'll send it your way. I have so many on back order right now. I'm bound that's, to get double what I need. That's funny. <laughs> Steven, what is going on in your music world this week? Oh, man. Well, let's see. I have... Um, several projects going on right now. I have um, a couple of custom pieces that I'm doing, which are sort of one-offs, but sort of testing the waters to see how they resonate with the, uh, with the consumer base that I have. And, um, and then I'm going to uh, just try to uh, ship them, you know, ship them out, sell them and ship them out. So um, I've just been staying super busy during all this and uh, whittling away at my backlog. And normally, um, you know, Nam fills that back up for the year uh, and some. And then, but I'm I've gotten to the point where you know orders just kind of continue to come in, and and it's not as staggering as it has been. Uh, but that has freed me up to start working on designs that I've had kind of banging around in my head for the past several years. Awesome. So a lot of R&D and a, and a lot of building. Awesome. Nice. Fantastic. Uh, Mr. Jared. Hey. Yeah, so uh, the Gibson SG Epiphone story... Um, continues. Uh, <laughs> it continues. Uh, so a really good friend of mine I was in a band with, I redid his pickups when I first started doing pickup stuff. I don't I, I don't remember when it was 15 years ago uh, at least. And then he said, Hey, I'm selling the guitar and I'm like, I'll buy it just cause I want the pickups out of it. Cause they're special to me now. Cause they're some of the first things that I ever wound. I hand wound that stuff. I don't hand wind humbuckers anymore. So, um, I got the guitar back, uh, gave him, I don't know, two fifty, three hundred bucks. I mean, he sold it to me for, you know, pretty cheap for what it is. Uh, I got the pickups out, and Zach had some Epiphone uh, pickups I put in it. And with the gold original covers, everything fit. Everything's back to stock. So I uh, so I said, oh, how can I sell this thing get cash for it without having to pay fees and having to ship it out and all that kind of jazz? And Zach's like, hey, I just put it on the marketplace or, you know, something like that on Facebook or whatever around here, a local thing. So I did that. And I tell you what, man, the people that get a hold of you about it and they, you know, they take you for a ride saying you want to buy, they want to buy it. They, they're like, well, you know, I'll get the money. Da, 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 da. They never get that. Listen, they never, get the <laughs> they money. never get the money. They <laughs> never get the money. And they, it, it, out of 30 people that contact you about it, one person is going to shine through and show up with a big wad of cash. And that happened today. Mm. So these, you know, this guy's was like the third or fourth guy in line to buy it, you know, and I met him and he drove today and I, I met him at the local CVS cause I didn't, you know, I don't have strangers at my house and uh, <laughs> he gave me a big giant wad of cash and I gave him the guitar and I said, you know, um, 
where where did you drive from? And he's like, Indiana. I'm like, what? You drove all the way to Indiana to get this thing? And I'm like, I'm not even going to count the money. You know, <laughs> here's, the, here's the 20 back for gas. Uh, so, that's uh, awesome. First mistake. So, <laughs> yep. But uh, no, I, I, um, I didn't give him. I didn't voluntarily give him money for gas. It, it uh, he shorted. <clears throat> I think it was, it was short twenty bucks. But I, <laughs> I felt bad. I wanted to give him another twenty bucks for driving that far. How far of a drive is it? Uh, he drove at least more than two and a half, three hours. Oh my gosh! Isn't wow. it anyway? Indiana is a lot farther than that, isn't it? No, no. It's I'd say from Pascala, <laughs> Ohio. Well, yeah, everybody know it where up. anything is. I know it's it's about two and a half to something like that to get to the border, but I'm sure he doesn't live right on the border like Mikey did. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, so huh. I'm very 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 happy that he came all the way to give me plenty of money for that guitar, and I'm very happy he and I wished him a a safe ride back. Even even after I saw that I was twenty bucks shy, I didn't care. I felt bad still, and uh, yeah. That's it. Actually, it actually worked, but I still never want to use Marketplace again because of the. Mm. It's just not worth going through all the, all the deadbeats, man. Mm. We know? call those tire kickers. Tire <laughs> yeah, kickers, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, I feel bad for the car salesman people, man. Ah, yeah. yeah, that's it. that's the one thing I don't miss about guitar shows. In fact, the last show I was going to get an old tire I have in my garage and mount it on a piece Stop. of wood. For people right. to kick. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, there's a tire over there you can kick. Don't waste my time and get the hell out of here. Yeah. You know? Uh, Steven, uh, I, I mentioned I don't know where anything is. You're on the West Coast. I grew up on the West Coast. So, like, no matter what, you know, you know this. If you're, if you're never lost because you always know where the ocean is, right? Exactly. Uh, and exactly. I, I, since I moved basically over the Rockies, I'm I've been lost ever since. I don't know where <laughs> yep. anything. Is. I really don't. I'm. It's unnerving. It's very that, unnerving. That, that that is true. You just get you point that way, and you know the oceans that way, and you either go up or you go down. Exactly. Go Which way is north? Yeah. Well, there's the ocean. So, <laughs> but if you didn't have it, you're like, oh, I don't know. I'm oh, sure. north. <laughs> up oh, is up hey. north. Hey Todd, speaking of oceans, yes. What's going on in your world this oh, week? Oh, yeah. oceans of fun. That's what's <laughs> up in my world. You know, uh, so I I've just been playing my little heart out at home, but I posted something via my professional career, my Ooh. professional career. Nice. Um, I know. I, so I posted something that had to do with what I do on a on a daily basis related to Dr. No pedals. Mm. I brought in a bunch of pedals from Dr. No to share with my creative team. I'm creative director by trade. And, uh, so I, I brought them in. I was like, I think they'd really like these because most people maybe, you know, and if you don't know, go check this, uh, go check out the Dr. No stuff. But, you know, he's made his mark by going above and beyond what uh, pedal production looks like and the packaging and the stories that go with it and all that stuff. You know, the, the Moon Canyon <clears throat> was out of control. And the new stuff that he's working on is like going to be absolutely ridiculous too. 
from my perspective as a creative director in the agency world, it's inspirational. Anyway, so I shared that with the team and they were just like, wow, this is, stuff is so impressive. And they weren't going like, look at these cool guitar pedals. They didn't know what it was. <laughs> they don't know what it does. <laughs> like, yeah, but does it have this filter? You know, nothing like that. They were just appreciating the craft and the thought and the creative juices that went into this. So I wrote a piece on that uh, out in the professional world and I immediately got a bunch of responses back of like, I'm in the creative world too. And man, this was like this totally hit home. Thank you for post. And it was just really cool. Cause I was like, here are all these people that I'm already connecting with on something that I love, you know, to get guitar gear and stuff. And, and then there's this other, now there's this other like, chocolate shell coating of other connection. <laughs> and it was just really great to hear that backing because that's just, that's much more that you can relate to somebody and be like, wow, there's, there's so much in common that we have with each other. And, and most oftentimes we don't know it. And it probably shortchanges the heck out of us. Mm. That's my thing. Doug, so where, where did, where can we find this posting? Uh, I posted that. Um, well, it's on the Instagrams now. Okay. Um, and uh, so go check that out and you can read it and or not. And, you know, whatever. It's cool. <laughs> how about you do it? Can you can you team me up with a how about some of this in a special yeah. way without singing it like the Shangri-Las? That'd be great. Okay. Here we go. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> how about some of this? <laughs> what did you, Stephen? Could you, could, you, could you put an Italian accent on it? <laughs> You want me to do an Italian one? Yeah, do the Italian one. Okay. How about the sum of this? <laughs> one, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. Tony. Yeah? Give me one good thing about tour gear design patch cables. Well, I'm going to give you one followed by another. How's that sound? I love that. I would say the best thing is these are incredibly dependable cables. They also are incredibly affordable, and they also are very flat and small profile. That's true. That's three things, and I only asked for one, and that's what it feels like when you get tour gear design patch cables. You're like, hey, I just want a patch cable, but you're like, what? This is so much better, and with a huge variety of lengths and also a fantastic discount. You cannot right. go wrong. You can get what? that discount. Yes, it's true. Go to uh, tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs, and you're going to get 10% off of the huge amount of cables that you're going to end up getting. We know you will. So just go do that. Get your 10% off. Rig up your whole pedal board and be super happy and share your pictures of it. How about doing that? Oh, that'd be very cool. That's right. Tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs make your pedal board really happy. Thank you guys for making an awesome product, Tour Gear Designs. Onward, yes. two, four on the floor. Stephen McSwain, drop it on us. One at a time, baby. Just let him roll. All right. My, I'm, and I, I'm sorry to say this, I am not a huge pedal guy. I'm very simple-minded. Small feet, we get it. <laughs> Small feet, very simple-minded. Uh, however, however, when I have a full rig running, my first go-to is the Boss Chromatic Tuner, the uh, TU-2. How long have um, you had that particular one? Well, a long, long 
time. <laughs> it works, and uh, I have uh, I have not splurged on any new tuners. So if it works and it ain't broke, don't fix it. Next in line would be uh, the MXR Phase 90, which is, I would say, about 25 years old. Wow. And uh, just for a little, uh, little of that uh, Van Halen-y kind of thing, you know? Um, is that a, that's, that's not the script version. The script version is older than that, right? No, 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 no. It's not that old. So, okay. but uh, it's just uh, it's it's a great workhorse pedal and does you know what it it's it it, it as is as advertised. Right. Um, next would be the Boss CH1 Stereo Super Chorus. Mm. So that's a, a little little newer. Um, that sounds like something Jared would love. Yeah, it's just probably. Simple. Are, are you running that uh, stereo, or do you just? Uh... Like no, I like to have that option, but okay. uh, it just you know, like I said, I'm I'm not not that smart with these things, so <laughs> uh, it just goes goes in and direct out. It's just the one that I end up getting. And then um, one of my newest purchases uh, is a Solo Dallas oh. Storm pedal, and I had become friends mm-hmm. with uh, Phil. Um, solo Dallas and he is just a great guy and we became buddies and so I bought one of one off of him and uh, and that is that is it wow so is that is that your uh, I mean that's probably first in your chain yes yeah yeah, yeah. sorry that was Excellent. going yeah going what 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 do you, I mean are you are you getting the whole vibe thing from it that uh, that everyone talks about yeah, it's not. I don't think you're getting as much of a, the the uh, Angus vibe as if you had the Schaefer uh, Tower replica uh-huh. that he makes, because that a- Angus actually uses that, you know. Oh, wow. And so, um, but it's it's close and it's cool. It gives you that punch, you know, that just uh, nice little punchiness that that Angus has that ACDC is known for. Mm. Now, what's right. interesting is that so there's the classic and there's the storm. Um, do you know roughly what the well? It looks like um, uh, the the storm has a limiter on it. That's the difference, right? Exactly. Gotcha. Or roughly the difference. Actually, there there's more difference. So let me just <laughs> I'm looking at it right here. Let me just unconfuse the crap out of first myself <laughs> and then everyone else. Uh, so the the solo Dallas that um, you're re- uh, referring to is this was mentioned. Mentioned that I think that was Rock and Roll Relics that brought that up. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Bill, Billy's a, a big fan of those too. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the one that that went off on that. Um, and then there's the Schaefer replica, which has it's basically just an input and output. So it's the pedal version, you know, kind of squashed of version of the tower. And we're saying the tower because it is. It looks like a little, you know, it's a stand up, you know, like an amp top kind of thing. Right. The Schaefer uh, replica slash storm has gain, boost, and a limiter on it, which is that's actually pretty sweet. Very neat. All right. Nice. Yeah. You know, Todd, yeah. you'd, you'd mentioned uh, script MXR pedals. Yes. You realize that those are now approaching fifty years old. That's remarkable. Oh my God, wow. I mean, that's that's just crazy. I mean, I I remember. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm dating myself now. When you know those were you know brand new at music stores. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um. Right by the uh, Wells Fargo uh, wagon. Yeah, the Wells Fargo wagon. They used to bring <laughs> them in. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, please let it be for me. <laughs> uh, every time I hear that, I start singing that. Oh, man. Isn't it great? No, boy, did we just turn into a bunch of nerds uh, talking about the music, man. Okay. Old funny guys. <laughs> right here in River City. <laughs> I love that show. Are you kidding me? Oh, oh man. man. Ends with T, that rhymes with P. All right, it's not enough, enough, enough. You're going to get us all excited, and then we're going to start singing music, man. These guys, there's guys going, show tunes, what? (laughs) Shaw. (laughs) Anyways. Well, cool, man. That's a, that's a, oh, I wanted to say comparatively, the reason that we're like kind of oogling over this Dallas storm is that it's $200 versus $1,200 for the, precisely for the, for the tower. So it's a much more affordable way to rock your socks off. So go out and check that out. SoloDallas.com. All right, everybody, we're going to check out the wonderful world of McSwain guitars. Now, if you think you've seen guitars, uh, you're about to venture into an entire another uh, arm of the the Smithsonian world of guitars, <laughs> if you, so to speak, because these are pretty fantastic. Uh, these are very much works of art in the, I guess, in the more more deliberate sense. I'm not just speaking metaphorically. Like, oh, these are, stop. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's there's a guitar and then there's everything that you're doing to it. And that's really where the, the heavy duty artwork comes in. So very excited to talk about these because um, they're just different and awesome and fun. Well, thanks, guy. Yeah. So people can go to McSwain Guitars, MC swainguitars.com and check these out or check them out on Instagram. Just type all that stuff in. I'm sure you'll find it. Now, uh, one has to question what on earth possessed you to say, you know what the world needs is another guitar is, is a, is another guitar. I suspect you had a, you've got some deep kind of like, I would like maybe automotive or something like that, like background to yourself. How do you get into this? Oh God. Well, kiss was the gateway drug. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, that got me started. (laughs) Um, the kiss alive Two album with the little rub on water tattoos, uh, water decal tattoos that, that kind of started it all. Um, I just, you know, I, I've never, I've never had any kind of automotive or anything like that background. Of course, I always have dug cars and hot rods and things, but, um, I think that I came from a very, um, artistic and musical family. And so, uh, you know, Dremel tools and exacto knives when I was a kid and, you know, carving and things, but never really did anything. And then came rock and roll. And so, you know, I'd always, uh, obsessed over guitars and the very first guitar that I was given, which I thought was just complete nerdsville was a 1943 Martin 0018 that belonged to my uncle and my dad bought it off of him. And the neck had uh, separated from the body. So he had it fixed. And, um, I wanted, uh, you know, like a Jackson soloist or, a a, a, a Strat or a Kramer or something like that. It was cool, you know, but this was just not cool at all. But now I look at it hanging on my wall and, and I'm happy that's where it started. Mm. So yeah, I just became obsessed with, you know, music and what guys were playing and that just lit the fire. And I wanted to learn everything I could about guitars 
and uh, and just bought books and magazines and and looked at all the pictures and cut them out and hung them in my locker and in my on my bedroom wall and and uh, it wasn't until after college and that I actually attempted to build one. So um, that was sort of the the early early years of uh, of you know my love affair with guitars. Right on. Now, uh, for those who aren't able to see what we're doing uh, or what we're referencing, uh, the reason that we are talking about cars and stuff is most of your guitars are covered in um, welds, rivets, and lots and lots of sheet metal and, and very, very artistically done. I stress that because I think when... If you said, "Oh, here's a guitar covered in metal," I'd be like, "No, thanks," because yep, that's exactly. like uh, that just sounds like a hospital a visit waiting. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think much like a really well crafted piece of machinery, or uh, like I, this, there's this, you know, there's a, an airplane aesthetic almost that's happening, especially with the rivets and stuff. It's just, it's very, very well done and very thoughtfully done artistically crafted okay so uh, you know the first thing i remember when i first saw your guitars was like oh it's like american pickers meets, meets guitars now i say that not in a i'm not trying to like diminish it down into a oh it's I just this i don't take that that, that way at all <laughs> okay but the american pickers part comes out because if anybody you know has seen it or hasn't seen it the, they focus a lot on uh, like old gas station signs and, and oil signs and stuff. These these giant old porcelain signs and stuff. I think that's what, to a certain degree, if it, uh, that's what I saw that first. But then I dug deeper into it and I was like, no, 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 no. There's much more going on than this. It, is, <laughs> it doesn't stop at the at the uh, facade. You know, the the just the the top level. I mean, it goes pretty deep into it. And I think one of the coolest things that I've seen on here on the, the guitars that you're making is a smaller detail, but it's the, it's the, uh, hex bolts. Yeah. <laughs> inlays. That is awesome. It was just a dumb mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I say dumb mistake because, um, the, the original way that I started doing them was literally taking hex bolts and hacksawing them in half and then grinding them down. So, I just, you know, with the, uh, with the, you know, like you're saying, kind of the, the, along the lines of an American pickers thing, I, I would find these really badass old two gallon oil cans from like the forties, thirties, forties, fifties that had these just old school graphics on them that are just, you know, I guess they had a bunch of different refineries back then that would mom and pop kind of smaller that, you know, got gobbled up by the bigger ones, but the graphics were always so cool. And I saw this one that was stay cool, S-T-A-C-O-O-L. And it's just, I'm like, oh, that's, that's got to go on a guitar. And I'd already been doing some, you know, metal top uh, guitars that are the aluminum with the airplane gauges, that kind of thing. But um, I decided that, you know, that aesthetic uh, was something that I wanted to keep subtle enough i know subtle shouldn't even be in my vocabulary but uh, <laughs> but uh have these little extra add-ons and and then you know for fret markers i was like oh hex bolts absolutely so that's where that came from um it's just garage industrial and uh you know like the little screw side dots also right um, right you know just little little things lug nuts actual lug nuts for volume and tone knobs 
things like that. So I, it, and since I've started doing more of these, um, I don't actually, uh, hacks all the hex bolts in half or I would, you know, have a second and third job. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have Probably them minus uh, a few fingers too. Exactly. I have them <laughs> laser cut out of aluminum and, uh, and then just inlay them in the fretboards. That's super cool. I really Thanks. dig that a lot. Thanks man. I love British music. I, mean, I don't know what it is, but it seems like British music, British TV. I'm just, for whatever reason, I'm really drawn to that stuff. And I see the union Jack guitar, which yeah. one of my favorite, guitars of all time is noel gallagher's union jack the epiphone yeah the 335 oh my gosh yeah but yeah this one pretty sure needs to be owned by vivian campbell of def leopard because it's <laughs> screaming that <laughs> well thanks man yeah uh, he's gonna have to wrestle it from uh, a buddy of mine uh, jack crowley who bought it uh, right before christmas <laughs> oh nice <laughs> but i can always make another one so what are some of the inspirations outside of maybe some of the more obvious ones you've got you've got quite an eclectic mix of things um is there well you know it to me it's like i i love the the metal stuff is is, is what i you know that's kind of mainly what people if they know my guitars they know them for um you know this it's aircraft aluminum which is thin and adds virtually zero weight to the to the guitar most of the guitars average you know seven to eight pounds mm -hmm. and uh, they look like they would weigh 25 pounds um but you know i i, I wanted to kind of have something that would appeal to the other people who didn't necessarily want that industrial look or the gas can look and so I started doing some more traditional styles, which, you know, I, not, I, I didn't get too creative with the, the one with the flame top or the quilt top. Uh, I called it the vintage, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is mm -hmm. kind of silly. But, you know, it's, it's aged. It's, it's nitrocellulose, uh, checked lacquering, um, and it has a nice worn feel to it. Um, some of the other things, like when I first started, you know, you were referencing the uh, car guitars. I started carving. Um, you know, the very first one I did went to Steve Vai and it was a, a bought warmth body that I carved these faces into. Um, and then Allison Chains bought a couple and those were carved and had designs carved into those. And then I kind of evolved into the metal thing and then I evolved into more of the traditional style. And, um, you know, that's, I, there are, uh, then one of the kind of the more recent ones when i say more recent i think it goes back to 2007 was the fear and loathing in las vegas line that i uh did in collaboration uh or licensed the prints from ralph steadman who illustrated all of hunter s thompson's books mm -hmm. and uh you know notably the first one of those went to slash who has uh, remained a, a very rare, very good friend and and uh has supported you know, my business for, for years. Um, so that was a different style where I laminated artwork to the guitar and pages from the original 1970s paperback to the back of it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so there's, it just, and kind of whatever strikes my fancy, it's like, you know, there's, there's no rules for me, as long as it is an amazing playing and amazing sounding guitar. Um, you can kind of go any direction like with the car guitar it was not the most comfortable guitar to play but it sounded killer like one of my favorite memories of that one was um george lynch coming over to my house when i was in los angeles and he's like man he goes i i, I knew your guitars, guitars looked really cool but i didn't know they would play good <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> thanks i i think <laughs> so <laughs> which is awesome george he, george used to come over and, and i would help him with uh 
some of the painting and carving of uh, his uh, his Mister Scary Bones guitars yeah. when I was there. So some of the details on the builds that you're creating are so imaginative. Thanks. You touched on something which is like there's a fine line be- between clever and stupid. It's one thing to say, "Wow, these took so much imagination," but it's like, "Well, do I want to play with? It? Is it gonna? Is that is it functionally? Is it?" And you can tell by looking at some of these is like the function's been thought of as well. It isn't just, "Wow, this is wacky," or "This has never been done." Really thoughtful stuff. Thanks. Well, you know, at, at, like I always say, first and foremost. It has to. Pl- if if you're gonna charge the prices that I do, you ha- it absolutely has to play flawlessly and sound so unique and cool. And th- there can't be any any room to chance that kind of stuff where it didn't didn't feel right. Right. Each one of these would just be a whole world of new. Like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna do this? But is there one thing in particular that you've done? You're like, I don't know if I can actually do this. Oh yeah. Oh, just recently. <laughs> um, I, gosh, probably in 2006, 2007, I did two um, guitars that my wife had seen uh, a documentary on how the Statue of Liberty was built. And it's by a process called repousse, uh, where they, you make a, a, a wooden form, like a mold. And I don't know if you've ever visited the Statue of Liberty, but uh, in the base of the statue, they have... A museum with some of these forms and and what they actually form the the copper into. So it's a reverse mold where you hammer. Repousse is, is is French for to hammer or to beat, and you hammer this metal into this form. And so I had made these two. Uh, I made one out of copper and one out of aluminum, and it was a hot rod flame design. So it was a three-dimensional flame on the top of the guitar, yet it was a contoured carved top, so it was arched. So I'm like, how in the hell am I going to do this? So I, I, I actually carved the wooden mold and then hammered this into it and made these guitars and sort of stumbled onto it. Well, recently, uh, this past year, um, a, a friend, well, a client who I've become a, uh, friends with, he's, he had seen one of those two guitars, the aluminum one on reverb, uh, being sold and he, he got it and it was way too distressed for him, you know, had the screws and, and was really, really just, uh, distressed looking and he wanted it more clean. Mm-hmm. So he said, how about, you know, would you, would you do this? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, I, I was like, you know, of course my, uh, the, the financial brain kicks in. It was like, absolutely. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, back then I was doing 25 and a half inch fender scale guitars. And now everything is a, a Gibson scale or a 20, 24 and five eighths inch scale. So the, the flame placement was slightly different and didn't quite fit exactly like I wanted. So I went back and, you know, this has been 13, 14 years since I've done this. And I'm like, how did I do this? So, um, right out of college, um, I had a, a job, working for a steel company and I learned a lot about properties of steel and there's processes that you can there we go. Steel, I knew you didn't just fall into this. <laughs> it's a, it, 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 so you, you, you can either anneal or, uh, which is to, you heat the metal up and it softens it up and mm-hmm. it kind of changes the, the molecular structure. And so I did this to the aluminum and I started with one sheet 
and then pierced through it. I was like, well, shit, you know, I've already got a couple hours into this. So I started over, pierced through that one, started over on finally on the fifth sheet. You know, of course, my wife, who is the smart one out of the, the duo, she's like, why don't you use a thicker piece? And I was like, yeah, that's probably the smartest thing to do. So mm. I, I annealed it. I, you know, took a torch and heated it up and then just went to it. But, you know, distressing is pretty fairly easy to do. Um, making something out of metal and getting it clean when you're doing it by hand is insanely difficult. Mm -hmm. So I had to, I had Popeye forearms, you know, after this because you're holding a little dies that are made of wood and then some are metal and I'll take chisels that I've blunted and, and uh, smooth the edges so that it, they don't pierce through the metal. And uh, I would just sit there for hours and hammer this thing. And it finally got the thicker piece to look really, really killer. Um, and once it was ready, then I had to engineer and figure out how to get this onto the top of the guitar, which is a traditional wood guitar. You know, all of the guitars are, are either tone chambered or solid, solid mahogany mm -hmm. with a, a three piece set neck. Um, so I had to figure this out. So that, and this is one of the things I've learned about myself and really embraced is that if I don't know the answer or solution to how something's going to work, my subconscious goes to work. And within a couple of days, I'm like, that's how I'm going to do it. And it just comes to me. And, uh, I just figured it out and, and worked it and made new templates and it turned out to be one of my favorite guitars I've ever done. He wanted a real clean paint job. So I, I went to my local automotive, automotive paint store and got this, you know, how you see the, the, like the, uh, Rolls Royces and, and different kind of cars that have that matte black finish yes. and it just looks so sexy. And so they, they sell this, this, uh, particular type of paint and, um, you know, like I said, distressing things are easy. You, know, you spray a clear coat and then you just beat the hell out of it. And this is like, sh even though it's matte, shows every single flaw. And so I had to just baby this one and and uh, and paint it and get it to where it was just perfect. So that was a that was a really really difficult piece that I was just like, I don't know how the hell I'm going to do this. But figured it out and it turned out, turned out to be one of the one of the coolest pieces. There's um. So I, have some video on my Instagram uh, uh, page of it from probably mid December, I think. Okay. So, cool. yeah. Well, could yeah. we, uh, could we go ahead, I'm Tony? Gonna, oh, thank you. I wanted to talk a little bit about your necks um, and uh, specifically the, uh, the McSwain tone layer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I, am I right? The there's an actual, almost like a U-shaped channel or a, a C-shaped channel that sits underneath the fretboard. It's both. It's both. Okay. Um, the ones as of late are just the uh, aluminum binding, okay. um, which I, it, it adds a, a more. I want to say more surface area, and to, and you know any kind of metal that you put on a guitar is going to. It add to the sustain and, and the, the ring of the guitar. Um, I, some with the full channel, it is exactly like you said. It's like a, 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 a channel, like a C channel that the, I actually got a patent on this, which is kind of nuts. Um, I had started, you know, doing the aluminum binding to begin with, but then I was thinking if you had a thin sheet of aluminum running underneath the fretboard, the, the, sustain is and the tone is just off the charts because you're transferring 
every bit of vibration you can from the nut down into the body uh, to the bridge, you know. So what that is, is it gets epoxied and screwed to the substrate, the neck, and then the fretboard gets epoxied into that channel and it works like a dream. Uh, so I, I, it's kind of both. Um, lately, so- I've just been doing the, the binding, though. I was curious how, I mean, in terms of uh, using a truss rod, um, how does the neck adjust? I mean, the- it's, it's the truss rod is underneath that. So it's a traditional, you know, dual, uh, dual acting truss rod. So it just sits underneath that, that channel or tray, okay. if you will. And so it just works exactly like it would if it was not there. So the aluminum has enough give in it that it, it, it can make a, a pretty decent adjustment. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's only about a millimeter thick. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's super thin. Wowzers. Man, you got some <laughs> crazy stuff going on over there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, I really appreciate you sharing all about your guitars and um, the true artistry that you put into it um, is undeniable. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you guys. You are welcome. Yeah. And not to mention, you got a hell of a, uh, of a great body shape uh, on these guitars, too. Take away all the insane craftsman and it's a great shaped guitar thanks man that was a hard thing to do because you know you see the the gibson sort of gibsony kind of things and you're just like oh, i don't know man you know and then yeah uh, you just uh, the and it's funny I, i'm i'm such a, a a jerk when it comes to that because i'm like you know you see something like oh god that's horrible yeah <laughs> i never say it out loud but but uh, that I, I wanted to combine. I, I always loved double cutaway. Me too. I always loved uh, uh, you know strap kind of style. Like I took the best of all of my favorite things, like the belly cut from a strat, and then like a PRS uh, cut where the heel is, and then um, you know the Gibson style where it's nice and rounded. So I wanted something that was vintagey, mm-hmm. but not you know completely ripping off you know another another well, kind of original. Uh, one of my favorite new ones and and i i always see this as like something that's completely different is uh if you guys know sully guitars and, oh yeah uh, we interviewed him uh sully's sully's such a i love that guy he's such a great guy and and his um uh conspiracy uh series shape is just off the yeah. hook i love that so much so yeah he's 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 good peeps makes some uh, good I, stuff i wanted to ask a few questions if i may uh, yes. <laughs> yes, you may. Let's, let's Everything I say is funny. This show is magical, man. I love it. Um, so the machine custom that yeah. caught my eye. That's if I had, you know, an extra amount of money to spend, I would get that. But the Me meters, the, me- <laughs> the meters that you have on there, and you've probably been asked a jillion times. Is there any way? Have you thought about? You know, I know exactly what you're going to ask. You know, you know, man, because it, it would be so cool, you know, if they moved around when you played it. Yes, you know there, there is a way to, um, to to meter that. Unfortunately, the avenues that I've found, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm dumb as a box of, box of rocks when it comes to technology and um, electronics. You know, I've stumbled my way into, you know, wiring split coil arcane pickups and, you know, whatever pickups into these guitars and figured out a way to, to get the configuration correct. But, um, I had talked to, um, 
an electrical engineer about doing it. And they were going to, I think in order to do that, it was going to cost about a thousand dollars for a set of gauges. Ah, <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, I know, I, you know, I, my I, wheels were turning like, I wonder if he used some sort of um, active system and I, Rob probably doesn't make those. Arcane probably doesn't make the active pickups, but I'm, I don't know. I, uh, uh, but uh, about Arcane, he is looking at all your builds. I mean, he would be like the perfect guy aesthetically to build your stuff. And and I've I've had some of his stuff in my shop um, from other builders and wanting me to repair it. And I got to say, his work is really impeccable. He's, and for what he does, it just it just seems perfect. Guitar. Yeah, he's. He, I've been working with Rob for years um, since I was living in LA. Like he, he had uh, approached me. God, I met Rob when he was working for Fernandez and running Fernandez. Um, I had carved a Howard Stern guitar, and um, it was when Howard Stern had first got his TV show, and Rob Zombie was playing on the show. So Riggs, his guitar player at the time, took that up there and and was going to give it to Howard Stern on my behalf, and th- it disappeared. <laughs> So wow. <laughs> he gave it to somebody and then, but funny, funny enough, that guitar, uh, resurfaced and is in Lincoln County or Lincolnton, North Carolina, which is a small town, uh, outside of where I grew up. So I have no idea how it ended up back at that shop, but there it is. But Rob, I've known that long. And when Rob had approached me, you know, he knew what I was looking for. Um, I wanted something traditional, but that would balance with the bright tone of the metal on top of the wood and so he's just na- he nailed it for me and um it's just it's a it's a sweet sounding combination that's awesome but i tell you what if you you guys can figure out a way to to get these uh meters to register some output i'm all ears <laughs> you know what i mean uh, i'll give that some thought um I mean, I'm, I'm sure if an electrical engineer couldn't figure it out, I don't know why dumb old me could. But you know, think about it. We have a really good uh, pickup winders community. I'm sure there's some guys with the right backgrounds that might be able to figure that out. And I'll right. let you know. I, I would put I would put a contact piezo with uh, with a preamp that would it would pick up those vibrations and it could drive the vu meters oh my gosh tony baloney you're so smart there it is if i if i was doing it (laughs) (laughs) we all understand that uh steven probably doesn't have time to do all that stuff so yeah i'll trade you that idea for one of the machine customs yeah perfect perfect you heard it here first folks (laughs) cool Uh, let's see here. Uh, we are going to shuffle on down to Jaredville. Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the point of the program where it's time to play a little game. And the game is called, Would You Rather? This week's Would You Rather is brought to us by our old pal, John Esterly. And this is what he uh, came up with. And of course, he had to have this sentence included. So you're walking down the street with your guitar and you trip. Oh, man. Oh, no. Dreadful. When the guitar lands, the body and the neck are fine. But all the guitar, or the guitar, all the hardware broke off. Fortunately, this happened right in front of the guitar shop. 
and they have parts to fix it, but they have a set of parts. The bridge, tailpiece, slash trim, tuners and knobs, all that all matches. So all that stuff matches. But it's not exactly what you'd normally want. Or they have individual pieces that are exactly what you want, but they don't match. So your mm. guitar is going to look pieced together like a Franken guitar. Mm-hmm. You're on the way to the gig and you can't be late. So you need to choose between those two options. I see. So you got something that looks like it's for your guitar, but it's not exactly the pieces you want. Or yeah. it's the pieces you want, but it doesn't look anything like what's supposed to be on your guitar. Kind of like if, kind of like if you want an ABR bridge, but the only thing they have is a harmonica bridge, the big mm-hmm. giant rectangular yeah. monstrosity. That was very not specific. Harmonica bridge. Well, that, that's I what like he means. Anyway, why, that- why do you hate harmonicas so much, Jared? Yeah. Yes. Uh. They don't belong on the bridge part of the guitar. <laughs> right. Anyways, uh, okay, so Tony Baloney, you're going to kick it off. We're going to swing over to Jared and check in with Steven, and then I'll round it up. All right. This is For me, this is pretty easy. I mean, honestly, if the componentry is what I want and what I'm used to and what fits the guitar right, if it doesn't match, if it's you know some chrome, some nickel, some gold, some you know, black, whatever, I, I can live with that. I mean, but because I know that it'll set up right and it'll, it'll fit properly. Um, so that's the way I'm going. Okie dokie. Jared. Uh, I'm going to go the mismatch way uh, because I would rather have functionality than uh, aesthetics at the end of the day. I mean, the last show I played... I have, I, it was a 1979 natural Les Paul just looked roached out. It's, it looked like orange and icky and whatever. And I didn't care because of the way it feels and plays. It, it does what I need it to do. And uh, that's where I'm at. I like that a, 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 a 40 plus gentleman can say icky and, and it's, it's okay. <laughs> It's okay. That's right. <laughs> That's what we expect. <laughs> it was icky. <laughs> All right. Steven, go ahead. I'm going to go with the unmatched parts because as, uh, as you guys said, you know, as long as it all fits and then is what I'm used to, nobody's going to notice in the crowd because I'm going to dazzle them with my stage moves. Perfect. Ooh, right. stage right. moves. <laughs> you know, wear a big diamond ring so everybody looks at that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm definitely... Uh, thank you, Tony. I'm definitely going uh, mismatched. I mean, I've purposely done that to several of my guitars, so uh, I like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't need everything all super matchy-matchy. I think it's fun to put your own stylings on it anyway, so... Yeah, John. Nice try, buddy. But uh, you got a unanimous uh, no to the gotta have it matched business. I wonder what John would do. Yeah, I think he would all. I don't know. That's a good question. He'd, he'd probably go our route. I think. I imagine. Well, anyways, uh, we got a few people to thank, and then we're gonna let our pal uh, Stephen take off. Okay, so uh, Tony, take it away. 
All right, and we'd like to thank a bunch of people this part of the show. These are our executive producers. Now, you may be wondering, what is an executive producer? And more importantly, how do I become one? Very simple, folks. Head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. And you can find a couple of different levels in which you can participate and become a sponsor, a patron of this program. Uh, all of these levels include things like barefoot buttons, T-shirts, and uh, stickers, picks, and uh, keychains, and oh my goodness, the, the list goes on and on and on. It's an amazing a conglomeration of fun, fun stuff. But executive producers get all that great stuff, and they get one thing more. And what is that, Jared? I have your name read on the thing. Name red on the thing. That's what I'm going to do right now. So a special thanks to these executive producers, Mr. Tom Barazin, Martin Cliff, John Daly, Chris Carney, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Ken Sayers, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lanthrop, John Anglin, Tyler Bray, Brad Partridge, Chris Heidel, John Esterly. hey Doug Gann, Justin Jones, Brett Alexander, James White, Matt Hart, Liam Martin, James Pennington, Richard Kendall, Tyg Harmon, John Williams, Michael DeLucio, John Jackson, Jason Rausch, David Rando, Douglas King, Gary Cooper, and Rob Saxby. Right on. Well, wait, wait. There's All a right. level ever so slightly higher. Well, actually, quite a bit higher. Mm-hmm. The Penthouse Suite, please. These are our grand poobas. They get to wear a special fez every time they listen to the podcast. And, of course, we provide the special fez, which reminds me I need to order some more fezes. That's right. <laughs> Put that on my list. So special thanks to these grand poobas, Mr. Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Cody Lane, Cody Foster, Sean S. Tommy Manasco, Mark Garten, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Tim Nowak, Tyler Rines, and Jonathan Jerusik. And rumor has it, this week we have an honorary Grand Pooba. Who is Ms. that? It's Emmett Francis Jerusik, born hey! on January 30th, All right. 2021. Congratulations, Congrats. Jonathan Jerusik. We have to get a baby fez now. <laughs> That's actually pretty dang cute. <laughs> Little monkey fez, you know, one of those. Yeah, yeah. He can, the baby can sit on Jonathan's shoulder and yeah. tap the symbols. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, yes, congratulations to our good friend Jonathan Jerusik on number four, as, I, as rumor has it. And well done, Mr. Man. And welcome to the little baby there. All right. Uh, Steven. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for joining our show tonight. Thank you so much for having me, gentlemen. It's this been a is, pleasure uh, and an honor. Um, this was quite an enjoying, enjoying uh, conversation. Good, good. So Excellent. tell everybody where they can go check out your stuff just one more time for us. You can go to www.mcswainguitars.com, which is M-C-S-W-A-I-N, guitars. Uh, we're on the Instagram, also McSwain Guitars, and on the Facebook, McSwain Guitars. Awesome. And uh, feel free to email or uh, give us a shout. And uh, I always answer my emails and phone calls and stuff like that. And love to hear from you. 
Great. Tony? Yeah, say you need a custom pick card. You're doing I something do. special. You're changing out pickups. You're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Go over to pickguardian.com. Check out some of my wares. You can order some things right there online, but a lot of what I do, almost most of what I do, is custom. So get a hold of me via email. Let me know what you need. I will take good care of you. Great. Jared. That's right. If you need a pickup that's new, but you want it to look old for your old guitar, I can do that. Uh, repair old pickups uh, to restore your old guitar, whatever you want there. Um, I do a, a nice little quick show about the restoration of pickups called Rewind Time with Brando on Pickups. And it's about time to drop another episode. Yes, excellent. Yes, it is. Go to com. You also and, make new uh, pickups too, you know, so. That look new. Yes. <laughs> yep. So any of that, that's boring. But <laughs> any of that. Yes. <laughs> Let me know what I can do for you. Please uh, contact me. I'm on Instagram showing off crazy weird stuff anyways. Right on. You can send me an email, Todd, at theguitarnobs.com, or you can DM me on Instagram, at guitarnobs. Uh, send us something. I'll share it with the boys here, and if we've got uh, an answer to one of your questions, we will gladly provide that. Also, um, please send in your would-you-rathers. We love getting them, and they're mm. super fun. So yes, do that. Do. Stop holding back, people. <laughs> All right. One final farewell to Stephen McSwain of McSwain Guitars. And um, have a great guitar week. And subscribe! Thank you. Robots will replace us. That's it. That's right. They already have. I just bought a very expensive snowblower. My old snowblower, I'm just, I'm done with it, man. I'd Why do you need a snowblower? You've got, like, a driveway with a truck in it. Because I want a clean driveway and clean sidewalks at all times. Tony, Maloney. Jared, Jared, can you hear me? It's Clint Fandango, Jared. Can you say, can you say this, like, more like this? Yes, I can hear you, Clint Fandango. <laughs> I have a snowblower called a shovel. Hey, hold up a second before you. I gotta use the bathroom. <laughs> That's well. It's a good thing that thing doesn't activate when he barks. They just they would finish it up. Yeah. They would just eat a whole box full or whatever it is, a little tank full of treats. Unless it was That's a little boxing glove that came out. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, no more treats. That would teach him. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know if I could just give you one. Do I have to limit it to one? Wow. The, sh the shortened version of this is not working out. <laughs> so I got to back that up and do that whole delivery over again? Golly <laughs> sakes. All right. I can job, do it. Buddy. I can do it. I was all hopped up on Music Man. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm glad one of us is uh, sober at the Tony, wheel. you always got my back. Thank you. I, I appreciate do. that. Here we go. I'll take a drink. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I know it's funny, but let me use the bathroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> could, you, could you take the, your I mic know, with you? I know it's funny. <laughs> I have a you snowblower thought. called the sun. But this snowblower I got, it's got like hand warmers. Yeah, you did that just for effect, Jared. I know it. No, it's got hand warmers. It's got a... Uh, uh, it turns like a power power steering. Oh, this is your new one, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, no. your driveway's a square. 
Jared, did you wash your hands? Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.